Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very much for being here with us today on yet another Tuesday, the best day of the week, because it means we're 24 hours away from a brand new episode of Season 37, Spies, Lies, and Allies, and... This week, for the first of what will be four, five, six weeks in a row, it also means we're 48 hours away from All-Stars Episode 1. So that means with two episodes coming up, a big, big week in the world of the challenge, it's time for our super fast review preview, get us caught up and ready to go, not just for tomorrow night, but for the day after that as well. Now, saying all that, uh, I got a little ahead of myself because this will actually be the final week that this podcast only covers, for the most part, only covers spies, lies, and allies. There'll be a touch of All-Stars, too, a very, very small dash of it in this episode, more than likely. But future weeks, we will be looking at both SLNA as well as All-Stars 2, which does, again, kick off this Thursday. And if you are not prepared for that brand new season, then I've got some really great news for you, my friend. The best way to get prepared is both readily available to you and totally free, wouldn't you know? And that is by checking out my season preview extravaganza podcast available on this very same podcast feed you're currently listening to. It's the episode right before. If you missed it, make sure you hit that follow subscribe button. Then you won't miss those episodes as they come out. There's going to be a lot of them coming up, but you can also see it on YouTube and it covers everything you need to know to get ready for All-Stars 2. And so if you haven't checked that out already, you want cast breakdowns, trailer breakdowns, talking TJ, the format, potential format, predictions for the whole thing. It's big. It's long. It's like two and a half hours long. It's amazing. State of the challenge address to top it off. All things about All-Stars 2 in the state of where the challenge is at right now. So that is available to you again, YouTube or in your podcast feed one episode right before this. Go check that out. But with All-Stars 2 starting, we will be doing both recap episodes for Spies, Lies, and Allies and recap podcasts for All-Stars 2. We will do those immediately after we watch the episode. So Spies, Lies, and Allies will still come out You know, very late Wednesday night. I watch it live with you still Buna Murray, if you're out there listening, still waiting to get on that screener list. I don't know how that works, but one day I will be on it. But I still watch it live with you, record right after, and then I'll be up late, but I'll get up as first thing Thursday morning. I'll be watching All-Stars, make putting that podcast out as quickly as I can as well. So you'll have both of those right back-to-back in a few-hour period time frame. And then on Tuesdays, we will continue to do our review preview show, the one you're listening to right now, but it will be in future weeks open to either one of the shows and honestly, a little bit more open to the entire challenge universe and news and updates and social media stuff. In the the past, the current version of this, we've kind of kept it only to things that relate to the season we're watching, but with two different seasons going on at once, a lot of stuff going on out in the podcast circuit, the the, the social medias, the everywhere out there in the world of the challenge, we will kind of cover it all on this Tuesday review preview show. So this is the final week that we're going to be just you know doing the one show, Spies, Lies, and Allies, reviewing episode 13, previewing episode 14. And before we do, the final thing is, yes, I said last week multiple times that there would be a new YouTube video that would drop last weekend. No, it did not drop. And, well, the reason... 
I'm going to keep that one mostly to myself for the moment, but we will just say a different video project came up and took its place, and then I had no more time left to finish the one I expected to have out to you last week. So that pitch to Buna Murray for the greatest challenge season there ever was or could be will be coming this week. I promise for like the fourth time, so you have no reason to believe me at this point. So I'll prove it by actually putting it out, and maybe we'll start to regain that trust a little bit. I feel like someone, I feel like Kyle right now, trying to to promise you the same thing for the third or fourth time, and but swear that this time I'm actually going to come through. But unlike Kyle, maybe I will actually come through. You know what? He's he's come through a couple times too. He he gets a fair rap, I guess. We should, I was about to say he gets a bad rap. No, he gets, he gets a fair one, but. He could come through once in a while, and so can I, and I will this week. So you've got three podcasts coming this week, starting with the one you're listening to right now. You've got an extra video dropping on YouTube probably on Saturday or so just to space it out from when all these pods are dropping. And with that, the house has been kept. All housekeeping items are done with. It is time to review and preview episodes 13 and 14 of Spies, Lies, and Allies. We will do so. Same format as always. Episode review, 90 seconds or less. Talk about the between between time, aftermath, podcast, circuit, social media, all that, and then preview and predict for tomorrow night's episode 14. So let's get to it. All righty, 90-second review of episode 13. I almost said I, I almost said season something. I don't know where I was going with that. Episode 13, Spies, Lies, and Allies, 90-second review, 90 seconds or less. We've only done it three times the whole season, technically four, but one of them we had to refilm and then didn't. So see, we did get it last week. See if we can get uh, a little streak going here on what maybe will be our last or maybe next week we'll do multiple episode reviews of both both seasons of the show. Who knows? But 90 seconds on the clock, three, two, one, go. A bunch of dudes talk shit on Amanda, which is rude, and Emmy tells us that CT and Lady Gaga are her two biggest idols. A bunch of meat, like a lot of meat, is then dropped off at the house, so CT barbecues while Tori and Manuel work on the plumbing, quote-unquote, in the shower. Josh and Logan chat in Spanish. It's very heartwarming, and it turns out they're BFFs. Daily challenge called Sunken Intelligence. Untangle 150-foot rope from a shipwrecked boat. Drag a safe to land. Fastest to do so wins. And also, probably the team with the most people is going to win, which ends up happening. Emerald gets their fourth straight W. Team meetings all are held at the bar. Nothing fun happens at the bar. Emerald deliberates. They somehow don't throw in CT and instead pick Corey. Corey calls out Logan in the lair. They play rope burn where you stand on top of a dome, hold a lit on fire rope between them. First to pull the other off or make them drop the rope wins. Best of three. Logan's surf skills come in very handy as his balance is impeccable, and he wins two straight rounds, knocking Corey out of the game, and the episode ends with Logan picking Sapphire Team and sending Kyle back to Ruby. Boom. 61 seconds. Man, that's by far the fastest of those we've done on the season, and honestly, I guess I maybe should have, I mean, we pretty much included almost everything super noteworthy, but... It was a very good episode. I th- thought one of the better ones of the season with kind of a lot more going on than what I what I would have anticipated would lead to uh, being able to do that full review in 60 seconds. But go me, two in a row. That's what happened last week. Now let's talk about what happened in between. First up, Aftermath. Uh, quality episode of Aftermath. And as always, this entire season, I, you, you know, you're not going to get in through this segment without me saying it. Disclaimer, if you are not watching Aftermath and you like the challenge, go find it on YouTube. It's 
free and easy, and you don't have to have any subscriptions to anything. So even if even if you can't watch the actual show and you listen to recaps like this to figure out what the heck went on, you can watch Aftermath. So you should. Devin Simone hosting, doing a wonderful job. They got who do they have on this episode? They got Nani, they got Tori, they got Josh, they got Corey, they got Logan, they got Kyle, and a few notes from this episode of Aftermath that were worthwhile and noteworthy for uh, for the rest of this season, potentially. The first one is uh, they do discuss that very heartwarming moment between Logan and Josh speaking in Spanish and learning how what we knew is very much true. We've never really heard anyone say it so outright and upfront or have someone to speak their first language with them to say it, but we learned that, you know, Logan has a lot harder time keeping up with the game with everything else going on in English and would love if he could play the game in his first, his native tongue of Spanish. And that's very nice for him to have someone there who he can actually talk with fluently with Josh. But the thing that came out of this, we learned all that from the episode. The thing we learned from Aftermath that was hilarious to find out and makes me wish, hope they maybe they'll put out a little like a little long, a couple minute clip of this happening throughout the season and with some subtitles for us non-Spanish speakers maybe to to read along with it but turns out Logan talks mad shit in Spanish with Josh uh or just to himself and Josh is one of the only ones there that can hear it Nani also at least recognizes and could says she can tell when he is talking shit. She doesn't necessarily know what all he's saying, but she can tell the difference when it's happening and when it's not. But turns out Logan, who says he only does it about his enemies, but turns out very competitive dude. We've seen that just in how well he's done competitively, but uh, out here talking a bunch of trash and taking advantage of being able to do so without any repercussions, without anyone knowing what he's saying. So again, uh, MTV, Buda Murray, would love a nice a clip of if you have a bunch of moments from daily challenges or eliminations or whatever, uh, if Logan talking shit in Spanish. would love to get a little montage of that going. Second thing we learn is, uh, is well, we don't really learn anything. Tori is confronted a couple times about her and Emmanuel's plumbing adventures in the bathroom. And if you're just listening to this, yes, there was heavy air quotes around plumbing. Um, she's very coy about the whole thing but does seem to allude to whether there's something going on outside of the show now continuing to this time. We don't know, although based on Instagram content and Instagram stories when they were all in Amsterdam for the reunion, it seems like the two of them still definitely getting along very well. Um, relationship, who knows? But it seemed like from her coy and shyness and kind of the, the brief answer she's willing to give on Aftermath that this uh, romance was not going to be a one-episode, a one-off thing. I'm expecting we're going to see it uh, continue at least until one of them, you know, through the end of the season, if they're both there through the end, through the final, and if not, until whenever one of them leaves the show. So we got that to look forward to. Still some romance going in the house, well, which is is a knock on the 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 long-term definite romance in the house that I just completely forgot that Nani and Casey is a thing but uh not getting a lot of content out of out of those two on this season um even being on the team that is dominating and finally the third and definitely the biggest the biggest headliner from Aftermath uh while it wasn't 
the most explicit statement. It was a pretty solid statement from Corey that he will be taking a break from the game that he, we can expect he will not be on the next season, at least um, that, you know, he kind of lost his drive, his little motivation in this game. And even in the elimination after he lost the first round and said, you know, he starts thinking about his kid, Cheyenne's calling him a bunch, you know, needing him home for Ryder. Taylor's calling him a bunch and that he just kind of, he needs some time away to re restoke that flame, get that fire back in his belly. Um, so sounds like he'll be taking at least a season off, but uh, nowhere near a retirement speech was given. So we will see Corey again in the future. I am I'm sure. Just at, at this point, I mean, he's he's invited back every season um, for so many in a row that I I would assume even if he wants to and needs to take a season or two off, that uh, that MTV will call him again. But. That is that for Aftermath. Now let's talk a few notes from the between time. There were a few noteworthy thing that went noteworthy things that went down out there in the podcast circuit, the social media circuits, the, the media, the interviews, everything. There's a lot going on actually right now with so much previewing of All-Stars 2 going on and so many, so many different challenge podcasts out there to listen to now. I've really I fell off in the last week or two, got busy with some other things and didn't get through my usual got about six or seven of them at this point uh, that I like to make sure to listen to every single week um, and I haven't quite got there. So hoping to get back to that uh, in the future, but I'm pretty sure I caught anything of super noteworthy. The first thing to say from the between time does come from the podcast circuit. Now is Corey uh, speaking to Corey just a moment ago, more Corey for you here. Um, He does go on. He went on, does go on. He went on Johnny bananas, Death, Taxes, and Bananas podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network last week after the show, and it was a very interesting interview for the two of them talking about how Corey, without all the championships, is kind of mirrored Bananas career now is, you know, Bananas was the, kind of the first, like, real old guy been there, really getting targeted, talking about all the young people now coming on targeting Corey, and Corey being the old man, the guy with the kids, the guy with everything on the show, but the main noteworthy thing that came of the conversation, which I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to, is a very, very good one, one of the best ones of that first season of that podcast so far, in my opinion, and Corey called out to some, I mean, it was a pretty legitimate call out of the fake relationships that he sees going down. And I think it, if I'm remembering correctly, it was related to seeing a bunch of the posts from all of them doing the reunion in Amsterdam that Corey uh, was not allowed to go to because of his vaccination status, or at least that was the original uh, reason he put out for why he wouldn't be attending. Um, apologies if I'm getting that wrong. Pretty, pretty confident I'm remembering that right, but that was like a month ago that that was said or whatever. So, um, but he sees them all hanging out and he calls out very straightforward that all these people, you know, are, he knows when he sees them taking pictures or doing Instagram stories or acting all buddy, buddy, he knows from being in the house with them and talking with them and having his own relationships that they don't actually, a lot of them don't actually like all the people they're pretending to like. And they kind of reminisce on back when, the game maybe was a little more, maybe not more cutthroat as far as who's getting stabbed in the back and things, but it was a little more. People were a little more outright and honest about who they liked and who they didn't like. So again, good interview. You can go check that out. Second thing was there was some drama on this last episode between Amanda and her her entire team, but Nelson and Corey, and especially her and Nelson. Covered that in the recap, but the thing that came out af- right after the show is Amanda always wanted to make sure she's setting the record straight 
and letting you know about the behind the scenes. The tea is immediately when, you know, when she's kind of allowed to, for lack of a better word. Um, and I mean that strictly in the terms of, you know, they're not allowed to talk about stuff that happens on the show until the episode comes out and then they can talk about it. So that's the only, what I mean by kind of allowed to there. But immediately when the episode's out, she drops on Twitter and Instagram that she had talked to the entire Emerald team, mainly Devin and Josh, but let the whole team know that before the Daily Challenge, before the nomination, before any of this, before as they were going into a new guy's cycle, that she wanted to make sure Nelson would be safe on her team if she were to maybe not try her hardest and up the odds of Emerald winning again, and that Corey would be the one of her team being called out to go into the lair, not Nelson. So she wanted everyone to know she was defending Nelson, and then immediately, you know, through the episode, we see Nelson not necessarily have uh, the greatest words for her, some of it fair, some of it potentially not fair, given Amanda's performance in the Daily Challenge. But uh, she, there's a lot of stuff we don't see, and she's one of the best at letting us know, hey, now that the episode's aired and you saw this version of events, let you fill in a little of the holes here, fill in some of the stuff they didn't share with you. This is some of the actual stuff going down behind the scenes. So always, always coming in hot with the tea, Amanda. She is, she's just the best. She's one of the best. They got to, they got to keep her on the show as much as they can. Final thing then from the between time is the one little dash of All Stars 2 content um, that I reference might happen in this podcast. And that is another wonderful interview that happened this week. A bunch of the cast for All-Stars 2 are doing a bunch of different interviews and podcasts and things. And if you did listen to my super-duper long All-Stars 2 preview extravaganza, you know one of the people, if not the person I am most excited to see back in the cast is Tyler, Tyler Duckworth, two-time champion. And he did uh, a nice uh, little interview. I don't know. I actually, I read a version of it, but I think there might have been a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An audio version of it that I might have just skipped past at the top and read the read the dialogue of or the another word I can't think of right now. But read the version of it that I think there might be an audio and a readable version. But he did a, an interview with Entertainment Weekly. It is linked in his Instagram uh, bio, which I believe has is the mighty Tyler Duckworth. I don't have it right in front of me right now. It's something to the effect. But if you search Tyler Duckworth, if you don't already follow him, you'll find him. You'll find this interview. But the noteworthy thing that came of it that I found fascinating, especially given how excited I am to have him back on the show and how he's one of my favorite favorites ever, first ballot Hall of Famer for sure of the show. And again, two-time champ and two-time champ that never appeared again on the show after winning two seasons in a row, Cutthroat and Rivals, an epic season on Rivals. He and Johnny Bananas get the win. We never see him again, and he addresses a little bit of that in this interview that he never got called again, never got asked again by MTV and Buna Murray. And, uh, you know, that uh, I'm just uh, the only the only comment I really have on that is they fucked that one up big time. Um, he, I love his confidence in the, in the interview. He says, you know, who knows how many I would have won. I definitely would have won more. I agree. One of the most underrated athletes that's ever been on the show. And, you know, again, we talk about, talk about a little of his history on the show on that all-stars two preview. So I won't do the whole thing again, but love Tyler loved this interview. Go check that out again, linked through, I'm sure you can just find Entertainment Weekly, Tyler Duckworth. If you search that, you'll find it. If you go to his Instagram, you'll find it linked in the bio. But 
big, big miss by them was horrified to hear that they had never invited him back and thrilled that they finally at least came to their senses a decade or whatever it's been later and are bringing him into All-Stars too. So that was all the things that were noteworthy from the between time, aftermath, all of that. Let's move into our preview and predictions for tomorrow night's episode 14 of Spies, Lies, and Allies. Alrighty, so previewing tomorrow night's episode 14. And again, we are we previewed All-Stars the whole season, which is pretty much episode one. We actually did almost preview episode one by predicting first people that would lose. So uh, next week, we will start doing a little bit of a preview and probably some predictions for both seasons. But for one more week, it's just Spies, Lies, and Allies. So let's preview tomorrow night's episode 14. And again, as always, no spoilers here not looking ahead. The only thing I have seen or know or anything of that nature is the next week on clip that they play at the end of every episode. So I assume you have seen that as well. So previewing what I'm hoping for, what I'm expecting, and what I am predicting. Now, what I'm hoping for is sadly much different than what I will eventually predict. But, uh, We'll we'll kind of do two rounds of this. Well, the the simple version first is what I'm hoping for more than anything else in the whole show is just a daily challenge where having the most people doesn't mean Emerald automatically wins. It's six to four to four right now, and I would really like to see uh, a, a game or a setup or someone getting to go twice or something to that manner where having the most people doesn't just mean you automatically win because it has been a massive advantage every single week the, for the last three victories they have had. The first one was even up all six across the board, but since then having the most has certainly been an advantage for them. So I'm hoping for that not to be the case. What I'm expecting I'm definitely expecting some very upset ladies on this episode. It's female week, and because of that, I'm I'm seeing whoever, regardless of whoever wins the daily challenge, if uh, someone, whoever's targeted from any of the three teams, is going to be super upset about it and and not not handle it well. That's that's what I'm expecting because either. Amanda and Big T are likely going to be fighting for their lives if Ruby doesn't win and are not going to be happy about it with other vets calling them out. Emmy, if she is targeted from Sapphire, she is shown through the season. She is not going to be happy about being called out. It's going to get very upset about that, not just say, yeah, I'm the rookie. I get it. I'm going in. Or over on the Emerald team, if they don't win again, could we see Tori potentially maybe any of them, but Tori for sure, kind of realizing that maybe she's three third out of three of the females on that team as far as everyone else's preferences for keeping on the team. And may, does that lead to her being very upset? But one way, whichever way you cut it, whichever way this episode goes, I imagine we're going to get some very upset women on this episode that no one's going to take this lightly the way we've seen a lot of people getting thrown into the layer. Take it pretty lightly so far this season. Not going to happen on this one. Now, as for what I'm predicting, before I say what I'm actually legitimately predicting, I will go back again to what I'm hoping for, what I wish I could predict for you right now, but I'm, uh, to catch you up, I'm 14 and a half out of 31 on the season, so we've had two, back-to-back two out of three weeks, we got two right again last week, Emerald Cell would win the daily, got that right, Logan would get thrown into elimination, got that right, did say, though, that Emerald Cell would be infiltrated, and that one was wrong, so we went two for three again on the whole season, 14 and a half out of 31, 
And because I would really like to get back to 500, 50% success rate on these, I am going to predict what I actually believe will happen. But for the sake of saying again what I what I wish I could predict and what I would love to see happen, I would happily go over three on my predictions if this alternate universe exists. And that would be if on this, let's say Emerald doesn't win. Finally, Emerald doesn't win. And Sapphire wins or Ruby wins. But probably if Emerald doesn't win, it's going to be Sapphire that wins at this point because the Ruby team, not a lot of spirit left on that team now made up of uh, Big T, Amanda, Kyle, and Nelson. Nelson just lost his best friend. Kyle just got sent back to the team he didn't want to be on and had left once. Amanda was sent there and hasn't hasn't been thrilled about it the whole time. And Big T's been sitting there being everyone's punching bag all season long anyway. So not a lot of team morale there. So I doubt, I don't really, a win by them would be a pretty big upset on this one. But if Sapphire were to win instead of Emerald, or if Ruby would pull off the big upset, I think the best case scenario for the entertainment of the season would be if Emerald's on the chopping block, the other Sapphire, Ruby, they got to call someone out from that team into the layer. And from the next week on and just from the whole season we've seen so far, that person would probably be Tori because the Emerald cell seems to be the guys on there and especially Casey and Nani being in a relationship want to protect Casey and Nani and so if someone is if their team's finally vulnerable Tori's probably going to be thrown to the wolves from their point of view what the politicking they're doing and then also what I would love to predict and hope I would absolutely love to see happen is if Emerald's vulnerable and let's say Sapphire's one Sapphire's thinking to themselves we don't want to throw in Big T or Amanda, who's just going to go against the other one, and whatever, whichever one wins, possibly if Amanda wins, maybe she comes back and removes Emmy from our team and comes back with her bestie, Ashley, whatever. Maybe they, CT says, I want to keep my four. I like my four that I've got right now. We're pretty solid. So, Tori, what say you go in there? What say you win? And what say you come join a CT-led team a la War of the Worlds 2 and let's go to this final and run it and win it together. And yeah, I like Emmy a lot, but we can kick the rookie to the side. She'll get over it. That would be entertaining on so many different levels. One, it would really shake the teams up and get them a little bit more balanced and a uh, CT, Logan, Ashley, Tory team would be something to be reckoned with. It would cause all kinds of drama between CT and Emmy. And it would also make me look very smart for pointing out that we have had a couple moments throughout the season where CT seems like the one person he does want to talk strategy with and actually think through some ideas with is Tory and vice versa. We've seen a few moments of that. So that would be the best case scenario. Sapphire wins, and they go. And CT goes to Tori and says, "Let's throw you in. You beat Amanda or Big T, whoever you want to call out. Go in, beat them, and your team doesn't actually want you. Come to mind, boot Emmy, and we've got an extremely strong four. They've only got five people now left on Emerald, and we're we're in the driver's seat. So that would be the best. But that's not what I'm predicting because I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Because what I think is going to happen is I think prediction number one, Emerald is going to win again. I think they're going to win their fifth straight. And I think they might end up winning literally every single daily challenge, um, which is a big bummer for the suspense and entertainment of the season. But I think that's what's going to happen. So I'm predicting it. And then I predict they throw in either Amanda or Big T 
and that Amanda or Big T then calls out the other person of those. And when we get an Amanda Big T layer, I'm going to go with Big T as the actual prediction is chosen. And then finally, the third and final one, which I have been wrong on for multiple weeks in a row, but I believe Emerald will finally be infiltrated. Finally, for the first time, someone, even if it's Amanda that wins and says, you know, my best friend Ashley is right there. I could be back with her. CT, Logan, that's a good team. Nope, I'm going, I'm going to the big team and maybe I'll, maybe I'll kind of sabotage them and eventually switch back with my bestie a little bit later on if I can pull that off. So Emerald wins again. Big T is thrown into the layer and whoever wins infiltrates Emerald. Finally, someone actually does it. Those are your three predictions. That's your preview. That's your review. That's everything I've got for you on this Tuesday. As always, please, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here and listening, listening to all the podcasts, all of the sport has been wonderful and continues to be as we up from two to three a week and we're looking at two seasons coming at us at the same time. So much exciting stuff in the world of the challenge and a lot of exciting stuff coming on in the world of the challenge historian. So hit that follow, subscribe, rate, review. All of that is super duper helpful. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at challenge historian. Follow us on YouTube, where if you search Challenge Historian, you'll find me. It still is technically under my name, Jacob Hollaball, working on figuring that out right now, trying to find a way where my emails don't say that I'm my name is Challenge Historian, but my YouTube page does. We will see if I can get figure that out. Not the most tech-savvy person talking to you here, but either way, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to two brand new episodes of two different seasons of the challenge coming in the next 48 hours this is amazing we got to revel in it we got to relish it this is one of the best weeks in challenge history just the fact two seasons running simultaneously it doesn't get better so thank you for being here i look forward to talking to you two more times this week maybe three more times we'll see so much going on until next time peace (laughs) 